Welcome to Chica and the Man. And I'm your co-host, Sonia Iris Lozada, and I am Chica. And I'm Alex Greenwood, and I am the Man. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode, this month's episode of Chica and the Man. And we are catching up because we have not talked in a couple months. You know, I've had like co-host and then we did an episode in July, which I actually edited and did for last month. So this month we are in person and catching up. Yes. I mean, a lot has happened since July for me. I mean, I've started acting. I started booking more. My other podcasts, I'm getting really good guests. How have you been? Oh, uh, I, I've been in a different mode. Uh, not a lot of great things happening. I That contract I was in ended, thankfully, but it ended on a sour note. And then I ended up getting COVID and I was literally ill with COVID a month. So I'm coming out the other end of that. It's good to see your face and your smile. And I've missed you and I've missed talking to our friends who listen to the show, both of you. And I, <laughs> I, but I, I am, I don't get me wrong. I don't want to be a gloomy guest. Things are okay, but I'm just looking forward to, uh, I don't know. I think I will, we're recording this towards the end of October here. And I'm just kind of looking forward to running out the clock on this year, I think. And uh, maybe hopefully a new year will have new opportunities, but I want to hear about you. You, you've been crushing it. Yeah, I booked a job on Bosch Legacy, which I can't Ah. talk about because now the thing in acting is you have to sign NDAs. Wow. Non-disclosures. Because you know, like, what's going to happen in in the episode and all that? Yeah, kind of like, well, my character is not privy to all of that, but it's one of the characters in an episode that has a thread line through it. Yeah. Yeah, and, they all do in Bosch, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so like, I don't know if people know when you do a streaming, because they release all the episodes at once. Yeah. When you do streaming, I did this episode the end of September, uh, September I think, or the beginning mm-hmm. of October. Okay. But it doesn't show till next spring. Right. So yeah. I don't even get to see it till then, you know? Oh, I can't wait. To, you know, I actually, you told me this the other day or briefly and you know i absolutely that's one of my favorite shows i don't know if i mean i wasn't just saying because you're in it it's even better now that you're in it but <laughs> i love that show i've tweeted at titus wellover and he you know, oh he's so sweet he, he, he tweet back you know i said this show is the best and he's like thank you and uh michael Connolly, the writer whose the stories are based on he's he's wonderful too it seems like so i uh you know this is this is gonna be hard on our friendship because you know <laughs> Um, I love that show, but I'll, I'll be, I'll behave. I promise. Yeah. And it's a small part. You know, I would love to go back on the show. They are the nicest people I think I've ever worked with. I mean, because yeah, because, you know, you go on a set and some people are nice, some people are kind of distant, you know, but everybody there was so incredibly nice. They, they go, uh, one of the girls told me, oh, we go by energy, you know, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, because I'm right there with, I, I just loved everybody there. I love the characters I played against. And at the end of the night, they said, we want to applaud Sonia because she came and they all applauded me. I mean, they're just like the nicest people. Yeah, and you can, I know I, I, I want to ask like which characters you acted against, but you can't even tell me that, can you? No, I can't. Oh, you can't even tell me who's nice or not, because that would give away who you worked with. Well, although everybody's not. Yeah. Right, right. But I just mean like you can't give me an anecdote or anything. Because well, I didn't. I'll tell you this. My scene was not with Titus. It, okay. 
Okay. So, um, but I heard everybody just raved about how great he was too. Oh, so oh, I man. would just, that would be such a thrill to be back on that show, you know? Oh, so wow. it, uh, you know, okay. my, yeah, I think well, my character has a chance of being able to be back on that show, but I don't know. Oh, but see, you got to be careful because now we know you live. Oh gosh, I don't want to get you in oh, trouble. Oh, oh no, no, no! I'm, I, I, <laughs> I always play like the nice person, the nurturing person. I once went on an audition. Remember Criminal Minds? Mm-hmm. They had a spinoff for it. Only lasted unfortunately one season because the casting people loved me, and one of the casting people she goes, "You have this nurturing, loving thing about you. You know, it's like." It would be so great. You could be anything like that. And I'm like, huh. I go, wouldn't I make a great serial killer? <laughs> I think you would. Yeah. Because I, I don't look like the type that would. Yeah. Play you know? against type. Yeah. Play yeah. against type. It's and it's always like the it's always the ones you don't expect. Mm. Yeah. And then she went like she was like so excited that I said that because it was a guy and a girl. And I forget. I, I wish I could remember their names. They were so mm. kind. Mm. Then they, at the end of the season, the casting office sent an email to my agents telling them how much they loved me and that I'm a great actress and that they'll have me back next season. And then they canceled the show. (laughs) Oh, geez. It's just the way, isn't it? It's like two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, Yeah, I understand that. (laughs) You can't get disappointed because, you know, we're all in the same boat. Casting offices are going just like you, you know, they're, they're trying to book a job and be the casting people for a TV show. So they work just as hard. And I think as an actor, you can't, you know, some people get pissed off at the casting people. I go, why they're, they're they're working just as hard as you are, you know? So it's, and it's not even them. They don't even get to decide. It would, it would be like, they present who they think is good to the producers and the producers decide. Right. It's a, it's a tough job. I imagine, yeah. mm-hmm. right? The producer and, and director, I should say. Yeah. Well, can you at least say this? Uh, did they have good craft services? I didn't eat craft services, but they had you tamales. So that, no, they had hot dogs. <laughs> I got my call time was at night. So there was, they already had dinner. They already, mm. the only thing I, I had was a hot dog, but I wasn't really hungry because it was, Shoot, we started shooting at 5.30. Well, I, I just wonder what kind of spread they laid out. So hot dogs, huh? Okay, I would be all over that, although I'm so fat right now because I'm all over everything. But anyway, that's- Oh my story. God, I just told myself that I have to stop eating because I, w- I got so, f- I don't like being full when I eat. And it's like, I, I have to eat slower or something. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Usually yeah. My, my stomach says stop way before yeah. I feel full. And it's not doing that. So now I'm just really watching what I eat. I'm like, and I'm doing, um, I have it on my schedule to work out Mm -hmm. and do my Pilates Mm -hmm. every other day. Right. Well, I lost six pounds during COVID and I thought, well, here's one good thing. You know, I'm I'm actually (laughs) at 218 now. Wow. But started feeling better. And of course I ate. And I haven't worked out really in much in two months. I went back to the kickboxing gym, which I am quitting, but I have another month to go. I'm quitting for, it's just getting too hard on my old bones. But but I went back and that was two days ago and I'm still hurting. <laughs> my old body hurts, but it's good. I'm going to do, I'm going to do that because I was having a drinks and dinner with my wife last night. And I said, uh, I said, 
Because we both have put on a little weight. It, it happens. It happens to the yeah, best so of us. Everybody, I only know one person that lost weight during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Me? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I ugh, don't even want to go how much I gained during it. But, and I just said, you know, because around 2017, when I first started kickboxing, I, I went from an XL to a large to a medium shirt and I was all muscle. And not that I was like, you know, an Adonis, but I looked as good as I've ever looked or ever mm-hmm. will probably. And I'm like, how did I do that? Then she goes, I don't know. She said, I just know you worked out all the time. And I thought, I guess that's what it's going to take. That plus just drink less, eat less, think thin. So that's what I'm going to do. When you know what I realized, because I gained 20 pounds and that's a lot. I'm only it's five a four. lot. Yeah. Five four, 20 pounds at five four is a lot of weight. I don't yeah. fit into half my clothes. Oh. And I had to buy new clothes. And it's like, because you know, the to me, it's nothing worse than trying to squeeze into your small clothes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, then it looks like, oh my God, you really gain weight, you know? Yeah. Right. So I did get some clothes that to transition into thinness, you know, because they're baggy clothes anyway. Right, right. So I did that, but I used to work out all the time and it's working out because Mm -hmm. I find that when I work out, my appetite decreases anyway. Yeah. And actually I told, so here's this, my my wife and I, we're not experts, but I said to her, I said, but my problem too is lately, I'm just hungry all the time. She says, I don't think you're getting enough protein. And I don't know if you've ever heard that, but if you don't get enough protein, apparently it it kicks in the hunger. You're hungry. It does. we're working on that. So we're, we're working on it. Um, but part of it too, is just, you know, I tell myself is just, and I, I say to myself, self knowing full well, who I'm speaking to, I say, you, you know what you're doing. You, if you, if you're opening the fridge and staring into the fridge, half the time, you're not even hungry. You're just bored. That's yeah. one thing. And the other, if you don't have purpose, when you go into the kitchen, it's just me hungry. Well, you're going to graze and you're going to get fat. And so that's, what I got to get back to. It's just so funny because most of my life from all of my youth, I was called Skeletor. I was so skinny. And then, but most of my life I've managed to really keep my weight down. But yeah, I think COVID, uh, then all the stress I was under and prior to COVID, prior to this year, when we were just sitting around because of COVID, it's just a one-two punch for me, but that's enough of my excuses. I'm going to do it. But um, well, I'm just curious though. So are you booking other jobs now? Or are you on the heels been, of some stuff? Well, I, I did have an audition for uh, a TV show. And hopefully, I used the same guy to help me read that I booked Bosch with just to see if it's it'll work out. And I, I'll know this week if I okay. got it or not. Yeah. Okay. So um, I yeah. didn't get the TV series that I went out uh, for the TV show called Minx. It's on HBO. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was a recurring role. I didn't get it. And my agent, oh. he was so happy with with what I did. And he kept following up. He goes, they should give you this. And yeah. but I didn't I didn't get it. And it has, you know, a lot of times when you don't get a job, it has nothing to do with talent. Yeah, it has everything to do with how do you fit with the other people? Right. So they gave good reviews to my agent, on my performance. So that wasn't it. But maybe right. they were looking for a particular type. Yeah, it, you know, it could even get down, speaking of food to the, what, you know, what, what lunch did they have that day? You just never know. You know what I mean? Like there's, you could have been like a coin flip for all, you know, you know, cause you're that good. And, and they were like, ah, oh, we got two really great ones. Who knows? But I, I'm being simple about it, but yeah, I like though your attitude though, cause it's not your talent. It's just depends on so many variables and who knows, maybe you owed a favor to the agent or the actress or the, you know, you don't know. So you never know. I mean, one time I got a book, a commercial, I asked the director, I go, how do you decide when you get all these people? He goes, I told my kid, which one I asked my kid, which one he liked. And he liked me. 
He couldn't you decide. Know, <laughs> and, and you know what, Sonia? I've heard stories like that a lot. Yeah. And I, I, I watch... I watch a lot of shows and I listen to a lot of podcasts from people in the industry. And I mean, it's just fascinating how, frankly, arbitrary some of these decisions really are. But who was it? Gosh, it was this great. Uh, I'm not going to think of it, but it was this great story about uh, somebody whose career got made. And um, ah, I'll have to figure out this because it's a great story. But anyway, long story short. Um, oh, I would. If you've ever read or listened to, I've listened to the audiobook of uh, Robert Evans, The Kid Stays in the Picture. And you learn so much about how the business works by listening or reading, although listening to him read it's better than reading it. Mm-hmm. You ought to just, and I learned so much of you. You hear all these stories about how, just like um, he was a studio head, and I was trying to figure out who the article was, but long story short, um, he goes, We're not going to cast so and so. We're going to go ahead and go with blank. And he tells his wife, and she goes, No, you're not. You need to go get so-and-so because he he's the thing. And it made his career all because she said to her husband, the studio head, don't be an idiot. You know, it's just like you said, right? But asking the kid, which is great too, you know, I hope you uh, sent that kid a box of Legos or something. To tell you. <laughs> and uh, so that, but you know what? He couldn't, we were all good. It wasn't like I yeah. was better than the other ones. I just had something that this little kid liked and yeah. picked me. And that, you know, you, you have like no... Yeah, it's and I did a meditation on that because we take as actors, we take it so hard now. What could I have done different? Blah, blah, blah. It has nothing. Once you do the audition, your work is done. That's it. You know, and the same thing happens when you're on the set. And I mean, I know that uh, a lot of script writers as well. I'm not included with any decisions. I go because your work is done. They bought the script from you. Your work is done unless they make you a consultant on the film. Right. And your work is done. It's just like yeah. me as an actor. Once I do my part, my work is done. I have no say. Yeah. They don't want me hanging around at the set. They yeah, want I, me gone. <laughs> right. And so, you know, of course, again, the, a lot of the stuff I listen to, I hear it all the time. They don't, they, they, unless you're specifically invited as a writer, or even if you're like in the writer's room of a TV show, they one, you should be working on next week's episode or the one down the road. And two, they don't want you hanging around the set. And right, because the writers tend to be like precious about their words and, you know, you know, well, I have to, you know, you know. In, in film. Yeah. Well, uh, all the way uh, writers are precious about the words, but on TV, in TV, they're also the producers so they can be on the set. If they're a producer, but if they're just in the writer's room. Right. You know what I mean? No, like, most writers are producers on the really, show. They give them that credit these days. Wow. Well, it's just like in theater, the playwright has more control than the director. That's, That's right. Not, That's yeah, right. the playwright has the final say in theater. And in a TV show, the director, really, they're usually just, it's a hired gun anyway. So the director of a TV show has little power compared to the director of a film. Is that so too? Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's what I've learned. But too. you know what? I've talked with directors that have done major films. The studios say, okay. And that's the thing. People think, oh, you're the director. You get to choose everything. No, sometimes the studio says you have to use this actor and you have to, and then put them in the film. That director doesn't have any say except for the the other roles. Right. The studio will decide what film, I mean, what actor you use for the film. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I interviewed the producer of Ghost Story, which is, I think, having its 40th anniversary this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fred Astaire, Melvin Douglas, uh, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., Craig Wasson, uh, Patricia Neal. Are you sure it's only 40 years? That sounds like something that was 60. It's like 79, right? So whatever 79 or 80 was. So that'd be 20, 42 years, 42 years. 79 
2009, 2019. Yeah, you're right. 43 well, years, you're right. Uh, well, Bert was a young producer. He now writes mystery novels. He's been on my show, Mysterious Goings On, a couple of times. But I remember he was talking about those dynamics and how back where he was less of a, he didn't bring money to the project. He was more like a typical line producer would be, just gets the shiz done, right? To the point of, because Fred Astaire wanted to quit the show, the movie a couple of times. And he told a great story about how he had to talk, kind of help talk Fred into staying. But uh, it's just interesting to hear those dynamics and how they've changed and reading the Evans book and hearing, you know, the golden age towards the end of the golden age of Hollywood. But, and then to talk to, of course, you, who is living it right now and you can tell like you know you can tell us you know exactly i you know it's funny too uh you know i had that experience where my screenplay deal died along with the producer well i was on twitter the other day and a guy follows me i follow him and he tweeted out something about i am gut punched uh i had a deal with netflix and it just got yanked up from under us it just got canceled and and then i i was responding to him and he deleted the tweet immediately so i DM Damon just said, Hey, I saw you deleted that. I went through something similar. And he's like, Oh, and we went back and forth. And he appreciated it. He said, I thank you for taking the time and all that. And he says, But that he had to add, but but mine was a major deal with a major, it was a major deal. And I was like, Oh, well, I know mine was a simple indie film, but I just thought I was trying to be a nice human being and say I, I empathize. But his was a major deal. But the point being, I don't I forgive him for being a little uh, insensitive to me because he was gut punched. He just found out. And you remember me, I was really down for a while about that, but yeah, it's just funny. People yeah, are funny. Well, and Netflix is, in, um, is cutting a lot of their stuff right now oh, yeah. because they're not, yeah. they're, their finances, I think they overextended themselves and they're just, you know, the thing is, it's like, it might not, he might have an amazing show. Yeah. Shop it somewhere else then. Yeah. Yeah. Get, have your day, your pity party, you feel bad, but get back up. You know, and you know what, Sonia, I'm pretty sure that because the last thing I heard about my deal was he'd gone to talk to Netflix because he had a deal with them already and they were interested. And he said, stay tuned. We got more details about this. I'll talk to you. And of course, he died. So I never got the and I'm... <laughs> it's It's over. That I know that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not laughing that he died, but come on. It is kind of funny. Stay tuned do for you, details. Do you have a literary agent? I did. Uh, and it's no, no. Um, but I'm actually... It's funny you say that because actually what my new book I'm working on, which has nothing to do with my previous stuff, I'm actually going to go traditional again. I'm going to shop for an agent starting next year. Um, so why do you ask? The reason I ask is because they're the ones that could also take what that project that you were doing for him and yeah. shop it. Yeah, you know, and it, I, I, it's funny you say that because... The ownership, I guess, is his, but oh, he's then gone. Oh, you can't shop that. <laughs> but, but there's no formal, you see what I'm saying? It's weird. And, and frankly, it was his project. So I'm less interested in moving forward. I was a hired gun. I mean, but the thing is, he was basically going to, it's funny you should say this, because he was talking about basically offering me a producer slot on it too, because I, I wrote three or four-fifths of it, uh, of the treatment, all the characters and the plot points and all that stuff. But also he wanted me to be on set he wanted me part of it, yeah. which was a wonderful thing about that guy because he was trying to help, you know, it. it's funny. It's how delightful to hear you say how nice the people on Bosch were. And then for me to say, I met a guy who unfortunately passed away, but he was so open handed and open hearted with me, a nobody. And you just you hear all the time, though, show business is like you want a friend and show business, get a dog, you know, or whatever. But it <laughs> seems like there are actually there are actually some nice people out there, though. 
we've discussed this before. I've been very lucky. I think it's only, I was on one, one set that there was a lot of tension mm. and not towards me. Sure. It was funny because the two people that were fighting each other had a lot of tension. They both liked me very much. I would like be out in the, on the set because I'm easygoing. I'm not judgmental. It's like yeah. life is too hard. Why am I going to judge you? That's too much work for me, honestly. You know, just be who you are as long as you're kind to me and kind to others. But they did not get along. When I would be in one set, one of them would complain about the other. Then when I would go to another place, the other one would complain about the other. Oh, wow. And all I could say was, I understand. Yeah. I understand. I am not getting in the middle of that because people fight. You know, you can't. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm not going to take sides with that. You know? No. Um, well, that's that, that. I like what you said when you started that. You, you know, basically you're saying, I have enough on my own plate. I don't need to take on the psychic energy and the negativity of your conflict i'm just gonna say i understand you and i wish you both well yeah, yeah i love I that about you you're that you're you're such a kind person i love that oh thank you talk about kind i went and i had my eye operated on that kind of screwed me up so now i'm doing a lot of follow-up with this but i did not pass my driver's test the eye test oh no yeah so i had to take the uh, actual driving test. Granted, I have not. And the people before me, they go, do your hand signals. I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know my hand signals. I'm like, I'm like, hey, Siri, show me the hand signals. <laughs> hand signals are given by cyclists and some motorists to indicate their intentions to other traffic. Do you want me to keep reading? No. <laughs> my phone was off. I have this. Okay. He's always listening. Um, so I, that's how I learned it. It's like right before the guy came, I'm like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you passed, right? Oh, my God. He, you know, at first, they're, they're so stern. They're like on the defensive whenever they first get in your car. Yeah. And me, I'm like. <sighs> and then I, as we're driving, I think he noticed that, okay, I don't have to worry about her driving. Right. He's like, turn left, turn right. <laughs> so yeah. And then he starts talking. And then I start talking and then we like we ended up having the most incredible conversation for 20 minutes that we were out on the drive. He was wonderful, you know, oh. and then I even told Michael, you know, thank you. Thank oh. you for being so pleasant. Oh, and, then, yeah. and then he's like, likewise, it was like that was like unique, you know, but we talked. I, I got to know what his wife looked like and about his dogs. And he told I told him I wanted a taser. And he goes. Get the kind you recharge. Don't get the battery operated. <laughs> because oh. I don't want to ever kill anybody. But if no. someone breaks into my house, like I've had done in the past, yeah. you're going to get tased. Yeah, man. So he told me, I go, I don't, you know, I was going to order it online. Just and he goes, no, you go to a gun shop. I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he could take you. Yeah. <laughs> is he, a, is he, I assume, is he a patrolman? Uh, chips? Is he one of those? Or <laughs> No, he actually works for the DMV and he oh. says he's been working with them for 25 years or 27 years, something like that. But he has a lot of friends in, in law enforcement. Sure. So uh, he was telling me how to how to do that. But he was it, we ended up having such an incredible conversation. That's you so know? nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, well. and so I parked it. He goes, you passed. And he goes, I don't know why they even had you take this test. <laughs> And I but, said, yeah, I get it. 
Is your but is your eye okay or? Um, I um, I can't say on the air, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah. they they look gorgeous, so I can't tell. There you go. Yeah, it's it just really still bothers me a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that has been going on. I actually met with uh, one of my friends who's a poet that has been on Poetic Resurrection twice, uh, Luis Rodriguez, because mm-hmm. he also has a publishing company. So I really needed to ask him stuff about publishing because yeah. my books aren't selling and I work so hard on them and I, I pay for an editor, I pay, which is his son, who's a copy editor. Right, right. So I'm waiting to see if they'll put my books in his store. Oh, that'd be so great. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's huge. Yeah. Cause then you have a, a physical place where you could buy them. Yeah. And uh, so that's what I'm, I'm working on right now with him. Right. And he told me, he goes, you got to get a literary agent. Yeah. So I'm going to ask around to see who, who I can get. I'll ask yeah. my, I'll ask my current agents. Right. If they know a literary agent. That exactly. I could have. Yeah. Cause a lot of them have, you know, agents, know agents. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're different, a talent agent versus a literary, but it's kind of like a law firm. Not every lawyer does the same kind of law. So you assume they do know people who maybe don't do talent, but do literary and all that. Well, you know, uh, I should tell you, I um, I was part of a, a, a book event um, here in Kansas City. Um, I saw you posted that. On yeah. And yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, I sold I sold quite a few books and congratulations. I was, oh, thank you. I was very touched too that people from my former job, I've made friends for life, apparently. Go figure. Um, <laughs> except for one, my boss. Uh, I don't think she's gonna be a friend, <laughs> but that's okay. You don't click with everyone, do you? But no, um, you don't. Um, but five of them showed up. A couple of people I know from town showed up. A former intern who worked for me, she came by and saw me, and we're going to go to coffee soon. Uh, and then I, I'm just kind of, it was outside, it was called Lit on Grand, it was like a street fest, and it was authors and poets, and I thought of you, I thought, oh, I wish Sonia could be here, but she's, why would she come to Kansas City? But still, it would be fun if you were here. I would have loved it. You would have gone. Oh, you would have been fantastic there. And it's a great place at Afterward Tavern and Shelves here in Kansas Anyway, so I'm, I'm out there, and I'm in my little stall with my buddy Pete Doolin, who, uh, who's a food writer, a uh, very well-known food writer here in town, and he writes books on on local uh, craft beer people. He's, he's he's that guy, and he's really great. He's a buddy of mine. And we're just sitting there, and I'm talking to him, and we're looking around, and I look down the street, and this is weird, because you, and there's just people, throngs of people, but I see a face bobbing in the crowd coming towards me, a guy, and I'm like, that's not right. That can't be. No it was my best friend from high school, Scott, and he—he he is an actor. He's—he's—he's he's, he's a Mr. Community Theater here in you know back in Oklahoma. He's got you know he's—he's he's really he's very good. And but anyway, his daughter is going to the medical school here. She's going to be a psychologist and or a psychiatrist. And so they knew about it, and they just came up that weekend to see her. And they thought, well, let's surprise Alex. And they all showed up, all four of them. And oh. it just. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I said I just told myself my heart is so full to see you. It was just I haven't seen him in, you know, since COVID, and uh, it's just great. Excuse me, what? Excuse me, I say COVID, and I cough. There you go. But that was good. That was a very and, quiet cough. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I try to, but it's better. It's better. But I was going to tell you though, um, and a local bookstore has put my books in my series, so it is. Go- I'm telling, it is good to get that that anchor of a physical place because. There's a lot of people who they want, like at the book fair, they wanted to look at the covers. They wanted to feel the books. They wanted to get a sense, a sense of it. And then I've noticed I've already sold some books from this local bookstore. And that conveys also some cred. 
you know, it something. does because if one bookstore will carry your stuff, then other bookstores might do the same. Exactly. And that's Amanda. what I'm hoping for. And when I met with him, he says, you have to get an agent. And I thought that you only get an agent after you've had a lot of sales, you know, but he goes, no, you get an agent now. Yeah, I'm he's like, more okay. traditional, right? He's because, you know, you can go the indie route and then your, Which your I have thought already being, and it's not working for me. I, but I'm, yeah, your thought being, though, if, if you become one of those indies who sells a lot, then, uh, you know, you might get interest. I understand that. I've, I've known people have done from both ends. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I've done the indie thing. Um, I was very close to having representation years ago and it didn't work out. And um, I'm ready to see what a literary agent can do. But I'll tell you, though, I've got a lot of friends who who have done both and been disappointed in the sense that they got an agent and they got a deal. And even then though, the publishers uh, don't pay well, don't, don't market your stuff. Uh, I, I had a New York times bestselling author who across from me at the event, who's been on my show. And I, I won't say who she is, but uh, she basically the, the top editor she was using there. It is one of the big five publishers got let go and then they basically just, just decided they didn't want her either and this is a best-selling that happens author. A lot. I, yeah it, no they do that because they go okay we want to do these kind of themes a friend of mine was up with one of the big ones first book he's oh, he's still working wow. on it one oh, of wow. the editors in this top five, one of the top five was interested and kept giving him notes and they kept going back and forth and then they let him go so there they went that yeah, there's yeah. there is nothing for sure in this world. There really nothing. isn't. And you know what? Uh, I found out that, you know, you're a writer. You still need another job because even like famous poets and famous writers, they, they teach yeah. at a university or oh, yeah. they're doing something besides the writing. Oh, yeah. To me, I do my writing because it brings me joy. Yeah. So I would like to sell books but i'm not doing well on my own so let me get someone else and and let them do all the work i'm done with the advertising and the hiring and going back and forth on the design of the book and i'm so tired well i mean you're still gonna have to market it but you're not gonna well, have to okay. build it yeah but yeah. you know that yeah but yeah. that but that's the, the 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 fun thing yeah to get all that off your your plate is nice you know yeah and the marketing um, i love talking to people and doing things like so it's that's not you, know, you should do a podcast <laughs> or five mean, besides the three that i already have i was yes. gonna say how many do you have besides this one two others my gosh two others yeah and yes. um i um <laughs> and oh I interviewed a friend of mine who I yeah. hadn't talked to in a long time. We did a play together like 30 years ago. Oh, wow. And his name is Danny Morum. And yeah. he's this month overheard at Chica's Cafe. And he's a working actor. He makes oh, yeah. his living off of uh, acting. Oh. And, you know, it was a series regular on the bridge and all of this other kind of stuff. And he started out with doing one episode. It kept going, but he's an excellent actor and he's such a nice guy that he deserves it. And we talked about another friend of mine that we were all in the same play, Emilio Rivera. And Emilio is huge now. He does, he started out with uh, the Mayans, you know, and all of that. Mm -hmm. And he's a series regular on that. He was a series regular on the one that, that the Mayans is from. Um, oh, what is it called? Sons of Anarchy? Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yes, yes. He was a series regular on that one too. Oh my so, goodness! Yeah, and I mean, he's and still a nice guy, still kind. Yeah. Still, um, still a good, good guy. Didn't 
didn't go to his head. No, and he wanted to do my other podcast, and he says, but my agent is scheduling, and there you go. Yeah, there you go. But yeah. yeah, well, that's okay. That's okay. It'll come around. It'll come yeah, around. Yeah, when yeah. I see him, if I see him somewhere, I'll just say, you know, you gotta do my show. Well, I mean, you'll be a, you'll be a semi regular on Bosch soon, and then who knows? <laughs> so there you go. You'll be, you know, uh, ah, from your lips to God's ears. There you go. Yeah. You know, and I have so many. By the way, I'm fil- I'm filing those away. And but I have questions. I have so many questions just about uh, the backstage and the fun there. But we'll save that. But um, I I can't wait to. So it'll be spring though when this is out. I I know you'll w- be watching it, but I'll be watching it. But I was like, you know, I thought well, maybe we should do a watch party though. You know, you. Oh, it's the role is so small. So what? I'm gonna yeah. watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna watch it too. But it's like. Mm. They rewrote it after I auditioned and they cut half my lines. I'm like, oh, oh. but that's OK. You know, it's I just was very, very grateful oh, yeah. to be on the set. And Absolutely. then it was such an extra bonus that they were so incredible. Yeah. And a hot dog, too. I mean, seriously. <laughs> uh, did you relish this? It, wasn't it good to know you cut the mustard? All right, I'll stop with the puns. The hot dog. Did you relish the? Did, I know. Okay. I I got. I got. She's just folks. She <laughs> just doesn't want to laugh, but it, it is funny. Um, <laughs> well, so, let him think that. <laughs> that's you know, like all the women in my life, you 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 let me have my delusions, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, you know what's funny? I uh, so you know what I I was going to tell you. Uh, you know, this job didn't. This job I had was very intense, and in my. Uh, my, it affected my health, not just with COVID, but blood pressure. It just was not a good fit. Um, although I made a lot of friends and I was lavish with praise when I left by almost everybody. Um, I'm glad it's over and I'm restarting my consulting work. And I've got a couple irons on the fire that are just fine. But I'm telling you, I I, I think about you with this um, and I'm, I'm meditating more and really trying to center myself. And it's like, I came out the other end of this job and I've been making money all year, basically, you know, but money is finite mm-hmm. and I'm all of a sudden not freaking out. Cause I'm not bringing in any real money in right now. And my wife's like, look, we're fine. Calm down. Just get well. And I think she doesn't just mean physically. I think she thinks mentally I need to just re, you know, so I'm trying to recalibrate the physical side, the working out, but I I'm going to revisit a lot of your work to kind of help me get centered and get back into the emotional and mental side. Because you really do speak to that. And so I just want to tell you that. What is it? If your palm itches, you're going to get money. But so I don't know what it will, will be itching on you, but it's me uh, looking at all your stuff and reading and stuff like that. So just just know oh, if you're itching. It's, it's good, my fault. Good. Because you know what? It's, it's really about centering. And yeah. there's a war. I'm going to put out a warning with meditation that nobody tells you. And I think it's because nobody wants to deter you. What? But, Meditation, I found, was incredible for me. I started it. And of course, you're going to have that to-do list constantly going off in your head. One of the things that people don't tell you is that all the stuff you suppress is going to come to the surface. And I didn't know I was suppressing certain things. But the good thing was, and you're a writer, so this is going to be real good for you. Mm. I ended up writing. I ended up writing tons of poetry. I just let it out. I didn't care about being vulnerable. Oh, sure. You know, and it came out in my writing. I actually, my first book is when I started meditating to get, and it's one of been one of my bestsellers. Yeah. First one. So use 
it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's a natural thing that, you know, cause you're, you're cleansing your soul basically. Yeah. And it's going to happen. And yoga is good with that. Like if you start coming up with that, start doing some yoga. Okay. Uh, even if it's for five minutes. That's about all I can handle at the moment. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I can't hold a pose. <laughs> yeah. Just the stretching, but I'm not going to yeah, hold any poses. Yeah. Just do the stretching. That really helps. But as a writer, oh my God. I mean, granted, I was going through a lot of stuff with that coming to the surface. Right. But I did so much writing because I ne- just needed to get it out. And you're a writer. So that's probably going to make you very creative. <laughs> I, I need it. Well, thank you. And hey, I think that's good to know. Well, you, you said warning. I thought, you know, you're going to well, end it is up, a warning you know, because you're you know. going to go through a lot of emotional stuff. Yeah. But as yeah. a writer, you could take that and put it into your writing. And that really helps. Well, I need that. It's, it's, I'll just tell you real quick. So I made another friend. I make friends everywhere I go. I made another friend Good. through online. We have a lot of things in common. He's been on my show. I put him on my show. He's really interested in screenwriting. He's entered a lot of screenwriting contests. And, like he was a quarter finalist for Killer Shorts, and it was just a horror, 25 pages or fewer. Um, he's the quarter finalist for this, that, and the other. He's, he's starting and he's young. Well, he's younger than me. Who isn't? But, but the point is, we become friends and we have a lot in common. And he said, you know, he says uh, when the screenplay deal fell, he goes, well, why don't you write it anyway? I'm like, well, like you said, I was like, eh, it's not mine and it's it's not my passion project. But then he said, well, I said, so you've done this killer shorts thing. He goes, yeah. And, he, and I said, you know, I have a short story that won a couple of awards years ago. It's like 10 years old. And I thought I've been told it's very uh, cinematic. I've, I've been told basically that it reads like a Twilight Zone episode. Oh, that would be cool. So I've spent days. Taking, I got some software, you know, screen software free because you. I got like a, I had seven days <laughs> free, so to get it in the right format because you know you just hit the returns and it puts everything. You get character and all that, so it's it's formatted fine. Although he had to correct me on some stuff. He says, "He was remember, you're not the director. You're just writing the screenplay. You don't have to give direction for every shot." And I went, "Oh, delete, 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 delete." But anyway, yeah. I did it. I did it, and I entered. I don't know yet. I'll find out. But even if I don't, <clears throat> I have to tell you. It was just so great to be back, back on the, back in the saddle doing that, you know, like you said, but the thing is, I'm still recycling old stuff. I'm researching. Well, I'm re, but no, it's fine. But that was kind of like a, that my point being the recycling of the old stuff was to get me back on the horse. Now I'm going to get into a a trot and a gallop a little bit, but what, because I'm researching this, this, this book that I've. I don't know if I mentioned, but it's not about, it's not my current stuff. It's the one I want to try to get an agent with and sell uh, to a traditional. And so the point is, is you're right. And I needed this. And the fact that my wife's like, just, you know, please bring some money in as you can get right with yourself. Take the time. So that's, that's what the, yeah. I mean, you, you know, know we're not going to starve, you know. And going back to your stuff, there, there are writers that do a lot of speeches. They promote the same book for years and years and years, mm. you know, mm. I see pilot series as a TV series. You're such a doll. Thank you. Because you got seven books. Oh my God. You get an eight. Okay. Get an agent. You could see if they could do that because you already have it. Why are you going to, you know, start something new? But I mean, the new novel though is I need, I want to write this other thing, but you're. No, no, no. I'm not saying don't, but use what you have already. Well, to your point. 100% yeah. like my friend, he 
he was saying it was like he liked the series so much he put it on his publishing website. Oh, never mind that his publishing website was for children's books. I'm like, you really shouldn't put this on here. But he's like, I don't care, give it to me. It's still on there. But there was a chance that I I thought, well, here's the deal. If Sahara Nice takes off and gets made, I'll make connections and then I'll say, hey, uh, hello, Netflix, I've got the series. And the other thought being like, well, what if I place in one of these screenwriting contests? Because the thing that's attractive about those contests, uh, Sonia, is that the judges are all agents. In fact, I'm going to talk to you about that offline. But the uh, judges are all agents or, or people who are looking and, and looking for fresh stuff. So what if I, well, even if I didn't win, what if an agent who's a judge reads it and goes, he didn't win, but I kind of like that. I mean, there's stranger things have happened. And so I thought. No, not, and that, I mean, if you look at all the, the, um, the contests of the singers who won, the, the ones that actually won are not the ones you hear about. It's the ones that didn't win, but got close, who got signed. And yeah. so, you know, it doesn't matter on winning. The bottom line is you want exposure. Yeah, That's it. You got to let people know you exist because how are they going to know you exist? Well, <laughs> you, they don't. And, and I love this aspect of it, Sonia. I know you do too. The, the creation of it. I mean, you, you know, we're, we both do tire out about having to like do it all, but man, I, I mean, just like it to me, to me, this is my version of an audition, right? I mean, this is the only way for me to get seen is to enter contest or submit, but here, you know, it's like an audition for me. So we'll, we'll see. I'm excited about it. I mean, I've entered that one. I'm looking at several others, but there are some poetry things in there. I, I use Coverfly, which my buddy hooked me up with. It's just, it's free. You could set up a profile. I'm going to talk to you about that. We'll talk offline. What is Coverfly? Coverfly. Well, briefly, Coverfly is like uh, you set up a free profile of, of who you are creatively, what you do. You can go, th- they vet contests so you don't get rooked by them first of all. And you can search for contests based on what you do. This I've got to get you in here. It's free. So you yeah. can get in there. Okay. And oh, also, so you know, yeah. Netflix is not the only person. There's Amazon doing a lot. Hulu. They have, oh yeah. And they all like all the Paramount and all those they own. Okay. Amazon owns Freebie. Yep. Yeah. I watch uh, it. Another- I watch Freebie. Yeah. Yeah, another one owns Tubi and another one owns Pluto. So they're all owned by major film companies. And what do they need? Content. <laughs> right? Is that exactly. What you're say? Okay. And so it's not just one. I mean, you know, there's so now that's the problem. Everything is so inundated. There's so much stuff to watch. Right. And me as an actor, I have to have all most of these damn things. I hate to say damn, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my, my, to- I'm scandalized. Go ahead. Yeah, because then it's like, oh, I got to watch, you know, the series. And because you do, if it's available, you want to watch the series. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so that you know what you're auditioning for or as a writer. So you know what you're writing for. Yeah. And you know, um, there used to be these there used to be shows. Star Trek did this, uh, the, the Next Generation and some of the other series when they first started because they were syndicated and they didn't have a lot of the writing talent they needed just to cover the bases to, to crank out stories. And I remember there back in the day that I saw an, a, a little notice in the newspaper that they're, they're looking at actively looking at scripts and like everybody I knew, this was back when I was in college or right, right after college, say, deep space nine is looking for a script. You love that show. Go right. I was like, I was so intimidated. I just, Oh no, I wish I tried it. Who knows what could, even if it had been crap, a lot of people, I, I've got a speaking of twilight zone, a dear friend of mine, Back in the day, back remember when they redid the Twilight Zone in the eighties? 
she well they redid it again recently yeah too. yeah I didn't, I didn't love that but the, the ones in the 80s were hit and miss but she got one produced and she doesn't write anymore that was her that was her big credit and the story editor was george R. R. martin who's still a friend of hers who the game of thrones wow. guy right and, and she she's my friend and she is a delight she's one of my biggest fans she's one of the few people who actually like puts coffee money in the tip jar for my podcast and she's just the biggest promoter of my stuff but and i always ask her you know why didn't you stick with it and she said it just wasn't it, it was not the game i wanted to be in you know she enjoyed it but it wasn't for her but she said to me she's as encouraging as you are too she said you write you write well you should try everything you can so um it's it's just exciting how those things work it really is yeah like i would probably i know that you're writing your new stuff because honestly my uh, i've been delaying writing finishing my poetry book because i've been writing sci-fi so and that's my passion right now wait a minute I do, a, do i know about this i don't think you do why are no, you not I telling have... me these things i thought we were friends <laughs> it's a sci-fi story that as I'm writing it, I said, oh my God, this is, this is sounding like a treatment. So that's one of the things I told myself because I have had leaks in my apartment, solar created right. floods. Uh. And, and then we had an issue with my patio and there was fleas that came out. There. Oh, no, no, no. And then I brought them in the house. So I, it's like, oh my God, it's like one thing after another. So now it's like really great things happening. And then, you know, like all of this stuff happening with my apartment, but now everything is done. It has nothing to do with my, the manager who's been on top of it. It's like something happens and I tell him and then he fixes that and then nothing. It's like, I'm so done with this happening. He goes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wish none of this would happen. But now I told myself until the end of October, I'm just gonna, cause I still have stuff in boxes that I had to pack for them to work. Right. I slept in the living room on an air mattress for three weeks, you know? So now every, uh, yeah, everything's a mess. And so I'm putting things back. The good thing is that as I was packing stuff for this to happen, I look and I go, why the hell am I saving this shit? I mean, it's just like, so I got rid of a lot of stuff. And I really like the idea of being a minimalist, but starting November 1st, I gave myself the deadline of October to get all the, go through all the boxes and everything. All I'm going to do is write good and, and auditions. Cause I'm not going to say no to those because yeah. that's another passion of mine. And so just, just work on that. That way I've already gone through everything because I'm kind of anal just in case nobody knows this out there. <laughs> And so if you open up a drawer or anything or a cabinet in my house, everything is perfectly organized. But my problem is I, you know, then I have a mess because I don't want to put that away. Right. You know, right. I have to go through these boxes. So that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. I'm going through the boxes and just getting rid of stuff and donating things. I have like a couple boxes of donation. And, you know, so I just got to get them out of the house. That's the thing. I have to drive them over to the donation spot and just get rid of them. See, here we, here we are doing the same things. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did a garage sale. It was a spectacular failure. We made $19. Oh but, my God. But I, yeah. Oh, it was the worst. And we don't know why, but anyway, we, anyway, but I packed up my car and just took tons of stuff 
and it's so cleansing to get rid of it. And I found stuff, I found some cool stuff that I'm like, oh, I forgot I had that because we moved four years ago. And you know how it goes when you moves. You get to the point where you're like, ugh, I've unpacked enough. I'll shove this aside and get to it later. You know, so I found a few cool things and some stuff I can sell. I'm not going to lie. I sell stuff on eBay here and there just for pocket money. And I've a lot of it's selling. It's really kind of nice, you know, because that's pocket money. I need pocket money, you know. Um, uh, I, I call it my coffee, coffee, uh, coffee shop money. I have an authentic 1930s bedroom set, the complete set. Yeah. And I was selling it for 400 bucks and no one would buy it. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, yeah. I even took out an ad on OfferUp to see if someone would be interested. Yeah. It's the whole set. And then one girl says, oh, is your bed a queen size? I'm like, honey, it's the 1930s. 1930s. They didn't even they only make full size. Full size beds was the biggest size bed you're going to get yeah. in the 1930s. Well, yeah. Americans don't fit well in full size beds anymore, do we? No, but they're good for kids. Yeah, that's true. They're, you know, and a lot of people have been taking that 1930s furniture and painting it, which I think is a crime because it's so beautiful. Ugh. I can see my, I was going to paint the makeup mirror because it's it's already damaged. Yeah. To me, if you have damaged furniture that you should put paint on it. Right. And so that one I was going to do, but then I would ruin the set. You know, right. I, I wanted to leave it up to someone that knows how to fix that. Right. Yeah. But it's authentic. I can't get rid of it. So you still have and it? I, I still have it. It's in storage. I keep, I want to take out another ad. Yeah. Cause I would, I love the set, but I, I have a tiny three bedroom is a thousand square feet for yeah. three bedrooms, yeah. you know, so wow. tiny. Yeah. Do you, and, do you have good pictures of it in your ads? I mean, do people, I mean, you know, yeah, I have, I, I took pictures of every section of it, oh. took pictures of the makeup mirror with, you know, taking the bed apart, what it looks like. I did. I have like 20 pictures of, Holy cow. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. So, hmm. no. So, the only hit I had was a woman wanted to ask if it was full queen size. I'm like, it's authentic 1930s. Oh, man. They did not make, unless you had custom at that time, because, you know, people with money could have custom. Mm -hmm. They didn't even make mattresses that were queen size in the 1930s. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just exorbitant back then to have something like that. Oh. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I get you. And it's, it's good to kind of clean it out, even though the stuff you can't seem to find somebody who would value it, but it's good to get it out. And hey, in the time we have left, we, we're, I know we're getting close here, but uh, I was going to tell you, I don't know when this episode, we're recording it in October. I, I'm sorry this to say. It's going to come out October, Halloween. Is this coming out Halloween? Can I say, so? okay, mm -hmm. you, you, you're pretty sure, right? Yeah, because I it's my October. Can, can I pitch something on my show? Sure, go ahead. Uh, the the and you know what, by the way, and I hang on a minute. Let me finish, and then I'll tell you something. Um, as as I always do, uh, uh, the mysterious goings on Halloween special is gonna is out now. But this year, um, and I know Sonia, you know what I'm talking about. I think um, on Anchor, it's Spotify owned. You can actually get put music into a show, songs, and if you have Spotify Premium, you can listen to full songs as you listen to the podcast. Well. I don't have Spotify premium, but I, I, I was just going to say, I thought it'd be cool to not only have scary, spooky stories, which I, we recorded this one a couple of years ago, but if you've never heard it, it's new to you. So I went through and edited out. Uh, we had a longer story that it was kind of too long and um, tightened it up. And then I added like Halloween theme music to it. But here's the deal. You can only hear it on Spotify. It's out already. If you're looking for like a good hour with some music and spooky stories, original stuff, good stuff, um, please go to uh, mgopod.com and just look for the uh, Halloween 2022 uh, special. Um, but I was going to say, Sonia, for next year, though, 
we're going to do an all new one with new authors with their original tales of spooky stuff. And I would like to, in front of God and everybody on this show, invite <laughs> you to submit, not submit, you'll be in, you submit it, but you'll be in. I'd like for you to, to be part of this table. Oh, of I would love it. All I right. would love it. I'll I remind you. Write one, I will write one for it. That would be great. So yeah, but go go to mgopod.com and the, they'll find the link and it's on Spotify. And if you don't want to go to mgopod, just go to Spotify and look for Mysterious Goings On and you'll find the channel and uh, they'll be the special. If you have premium, you can hear the the music. If you don't have premium, you can hear the whole show with about 30 seconds of each song, which you know, I'm not going to get Spotify premium to do that. But I just thought if you're out there and you're listening, but I was going to say, you know, I've done this once before, Sonia, and the listenership on, on these are not great. Uh, because I don't think people, at least the people here in my show, are they're not big listening. They're not Spotify people, it seems. I don't, uh, even though the company that owns Anchor is Spotify, uh, most of my listeners, I think, are on Apple Podcasts. But anyway, I just yeah. it's a fun show, and I, I invite you all to listen. And uh, we're, we're in the new season of MGO that will uh, wrap up in December. So thanks for letting me have a little um, plug there. Promo? Oh, then I'm going to have a promo. Go, go, go. On my other podcast, Overheard at Chica's Cafe. So good. It's gonna be it's gonna be thank you. It's gonna be released this Wednesday morning. All right. Which is what's the date for Wednesday? Uh the 26th, I think. Yeah. What are we? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it'll be released this Wednesday. I have a lot of editing to do because this one comes out this October 31st. Uh-huh. So it's Danny Morum. He was he's an actor that's been on the bridge. He's done a lot of work he also couldn't tell me about a new movie that he's up for in january because ndas right <laughs> that one please listen to overheard at chica's cafe it's also an anchor show it is on spotify but you can listen to it on apple and every, every other podcast platform iheart pandora whatever you is convenient for you yeah and it's on all of them. So please uh listen in to overheard at chica's cafe i'll be doing that and i do i'll, I'll reshare that and yeah. Same here. I'll reshare your Halloween one. Thank you. That'll be cool. I, I just think that uh, um, Anchor, it's nice that you can, because who didn't, who doesn't want to play um, cool music that's, you know, that that's not, not just the royalty-free stuff, but like real, like hits and stuff, play DJ, but uh, the price you pay is you can't advertise during it and you can't be listener-supported during it. I don't get any listener support through MGO anyway, so I just turn that off and to do this. Um so there's limitations there's a trade-off and uh, as i said earlier if you're if you're not a spotify premium listener it may not be um a great option you know if your audience isn't spotify based but anyway it's worth a try thanks for sharing and i appreciate that mgopod.com or go to spotify mysterious goings on i guess as we yeah we got to wrap up here i know i'm blathering as usual i've just missed you and it's good talking with you um i'm going to send you the cover fly thing maybe we can talk about that next time um and uh, uh, here's my pledge to you, buddy, but also to our listeners. I'll be sorry. This is a warning. Like Sonia gave us a warning about meditation. I'm unfortunately I'll be back because I'm jealous of all these guest hosts she did. I don't. I'm, I just they can come once in a while, but no, never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. I'll be back. Okay, thank you. And uh, for those of you that are awesome, I'm going to plug my show again do it go to overheard at chicascafe.com you can listen to it there it is on spotify and every other station and i love catching up with you it's been really great um for those of you it's like we still have never met each other in person not yet but we have such mutual respect for each other and love and i really 
Thank you for being a friend. Oh my goodness. Thank you. I, I, I'm not, I can't top that. And am I, as I said earlier about seeing my old friend, Scott, but whenever I talk to you, my heart is full. It is. And thank you. It's, it's a huge deal. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll do something uh, I rarely do. I'll actually be quiet now and say just great talking with you. And thanks, <laughs> listeners, for listening. Yes, thank you. And please check in next month. Alex did promise that he might want to do more than one episode a mm, month. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Again, she's now she's not warning you. She's threatening you. That, uh, but, <laughs> I'm threatening Alex. I'm yeah. not threatening anybody. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're threatening it with me twice a month. But anyway, that's okay. That would be great. It'll be fun. We'll we'll do more. And we. By yeah. the way, I should say, listeners, if there's a topic you want us to ramble on about, we're always happy for your suggestions. Sonia, how, how's the best way for people to tell us what, if they want to contact us? If they want to contact us, they can contact us through our Facebook page, Overheard at Chica's Cafe. And Are we on that please one? Con- on Overheard? I mean, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> Chica and the man on Facebook. I'm sorry. Dude. I got three podcasts. I have to get them together. I'm telling you. Um, well, I always like cross. Sure. You should. <laughs> um, I publicize. But um, Chica and the Man on Facebook, I do screen them. I do not have it on my Facebook on the actual website because there's too much spam. Please do not spam us. Right. Ask us an actual question. We are more than happy to respond. So sending many loves and blessings and may you be happy. You've been listening to Chica and the man. I'm the man, Alex Greenwood. And I am Chica, Sonia Iris Lozada. And we'll catch you next time right here on Chica and the Man. <laughs>